You're listening to the Truth and Love Ministries Church Podcast with Pastor Isaac Nunn. All right, when's the last time you sat down and really thought about what God's Word says? I mean, truly thought about what it means for your life and how you interact with the people around you. The Bible is very clear on the power of meditating on God's Word, and it declares that doing so can transform our lives. For instance, think about this. The Word says Jesus didn't let sin separate us from Him, so why do we allow it to separate us from other people? We know we're all different and that we all make mistakes, so why do we let our differences and issues keep us from unifying and loving one another? In our series, Think About It, Pastor Nyan explores questions like these that we should just think about. The title of my message this morning is Think About It. I know you're probably saying think about what, but we'll get to that in a minute. Let me, let me appeal to the real you. Let me appeal to the real you. The real you is not what I'm looking at not what I'm looking at because the Bible plainly teaches us that we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. So I'm looking at not the real you, but the house you live in. I don't want to appeal to the mind of you because the mind of you will reason and rationalize and think through what I'm about to say and kind of discard it. Your mind, the mind will figure out, he, well, if, if it don't rationalize it away, it'll say he's talking about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I hope they got it. <laughs> or your mind will tell you, I wish Larry was here because he really needed to hear that. Or you will allow the devil to cause you to drift and to stray and even deny. So, I don't want to appeal to that part of you. I want to appeal to the part of you that's real, that's genuine, and that's the spirit of man. The spirit of man is the part of man that actually is connected to God, and there's no interference. The reason why there's not a manifestation of God in our lives is because it has to go through our soul to try to connect with our body, and most of the time our mind rejects and resists and throw away what God tries to tell us. Right. Like a computer, if I can't find that, if nothing to match that information, then I reject it. That's why the Bible said for us to renew our mind. So, that being said, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 through 6 now, I highlighted all those ones up there because I want y'all to see something. He said, now, that is what? One body. He said, there's one spirit, even as you are called into what? One hope of your calling. Then there's one what? One what? One faith. One what? Baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Now, he said in three verses, one seven times. Seven times. Now, 
what we want to do is we want to look at those ones. We want to we want to kind of go through those ones. Now he said there's one body, the church. One body, one body. Now, next thing is this: the church at its present is divided into many denominations, has different forms of worship, different rites and ceremonies. But and and let me say this to you: the church has 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 been so. God, I don't know what word to use. I hate to use the word divisive, but, but we, we are divided. We are divided. We separate from each other because, because of denomination. We separate from each other because of the way we worship. Some folk believe that you, you know, if you, I remember a, a, a certain preacher, I won't call his name, but I remember if you received the Holy Spirit and you didn't dance, you didn't get him. You know, and we got our things that we actually apply to this and, and we actually separate based on some craziness, some foolishness. We are separated by race. You know, a lot of folk don't want to admit it, don't want to own up to it, but the truth of the matter is this. We got a, we got a, a, a Mexican church right down the street. We got a black church here. We got Koreans that go to the... Uh, Seventh-day Adventist church over here. And then they got a Korean church on the other side of town. Then we got the white church. And we all say we are what? One church. When the truth of the matter is, we're separated. Now, there's nothing wrong with being black races, want to be among your own. But like I said last week, the problem with being among our own is a lot of times we hang around people like us and nobody there to challenge us. There you go. And if nobody's there to challenge us, then we will never, ever change. The next thing is, he said he's, we got one spirit. Now, and that's who? The Holy Spirit. We got one spirit. That one spirit is the Holy Spirit. There may be differences in the depth and power of his operation on the soul. There may be differences in the degree of conviction for sin and an evidence of conversion, but it's still one spirit. One spirit. Then he said, in one hope of your calling. Now, this is what messed me up right here. Now, they, they, we all looking forward to going to the same heaven. We all got hope that we're going to heaven, right? But I don't know why, I think some of us actually think that heaven is going to be set up like the city of Opelika. You know, when I first grew up in this town, most all white people lived on the north side. And I thought about that this morning. I said north side, high side. High. Most blacks lived on what? South side. There you go. It's a state of mind. Auburn set up that way. They set up. You cross 14. You live on this side of the tracks. You live on that side of the tracks. But how in the world do we all think that we're going to heaven? I'm sorry to disappoint you that that won't be a heaven divided by races, denominations, nor people who like each other or not. It, it, he, he's not gonna, God is not going to segregate heaven. 
so we all can live there. For the person that don't like white people and think they're going to heaven, I'm sorry. For the folk that don't like black people and think they're going to heaven, my apologies to you. Because let me tell you this, no matter which one you go to, you're going to be with somebody that ain't like you. Amen. Whether you go to heaven or whether you go to hell, it's going to be all races in heaven, all races in hell. It's going to be some folk you like in heaven. It's going to be some that you probably didn't like in heaven. But let me tell you, God is not going to set it up like the world. So he said, one Lord. And this refers to who? Jesus. Jesus. Let me, let me quote Matthew chapter 7, and I believe it's verse 35, somewhere around in there. It says this. He said, he said, many will come to me in that day and say, Say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And have we not done these many works in thy name? And Jesus said, why do you call me Lord? And do not the things that I say. I thought about, when I thought about that this morning, I thought about the little fellow that called me boss man. Why call me boss man and don't do what I say? It don't match. It don't go together. Why call me daddy and disobey? Yeah. <laughs> Why give me a title? Why call me, every time I say Lord, I'm saying boss. I'm saying owner. But I yet refuse to do what he tell me. He said, now one faith, the same belief. How can we all say we believe the same thing and yet not agree? How can we all say we have this one faith and we have one object to our faith, which is God? Getting to that point, one baptism. Now, he said, this does not affirm that there's one mode of baptism, but it refers to the thing itself. And this is what we got to understand. A lot of times, and we, we've gotten caught up on a, a lot of this stuff. We done got caught up on, on sp some sprinkles, some put drops on the top of your head, some wipe your face with a bath cloth. I don't know what they do. But anyway, <laughs> it don't make them, some say you got to immerse. Now, the truth is, if I, if I, if I, if I say agree with Scripture, the Bible said when Jesus came straightway out of the water. Now, all of us say that that means he was baptized. But let me say this to you. What difference does it make if you don't change? What difference does it make? There have been some that's been sprinkled, that gave their life to God, got saved, and lives changed permanently. There have been some that's been immersed and came up a wet devil. And we divide over stuff that, that, that really shouldn't matter. If I take you out here in the yard and wet you down with a hose and say, in the name of the Father, Jesus the Savior, and the Holy Spirit the Sanctifier, it does not matter. What matters is, does your heart change? That's what matters. What matters is, are you being baptized for the reason that we should, and that is that I may die with Christ, 
and be resurrected into a new life? Am I showing you an outward expression of an inward change? That's what I got to ask myself. Then it says, now, everybody, I, you know, this is how everybody else says, ain't but one God. Ain't but one God. The same God, therefore, there should be what? Unity. Unity. If there's one God, and we all serve that same one God, if there's one Lord, one boss, and we all serve that same Lord, then why in the world are we so divided? Why? Then all of us got the same daddy. All of us got the same daddy. All, all, and father of all, one God, one God who is the father of all, that is, who is a common father to all who believe. In other words, man, all of us got the same daddy. Most of we can't. Most of can't say that in our own family. That's true. That's true, brother. But he said, "Now he said, he said, now when you come to me, all of us got the same daddy, and still can't get along. All with the same daddy, who is above all. My daddy is supreme. He presides and rules over everything, and I left the other two off." Because I don't know whether he in you all or through you all. I don't know. I left those two off. Now, how can we have all these ones and still be so divided? Now, we got we got we had seven ones in one in three scriptures. And I can give you another one. One heaven. One word. Nine ones, and we still not one. Still not one. Now, I like this. You know, they always give you all that garbage about separation of church and state. (laughs) They always say, you know, we can't, the government can't have nothing to do with the church. Church can't have nothing to do with the government. Separation of church and state. But it's funny that at every place they go, they put their hand over their heart and they say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation. Under God. Indivisible. With liberty and justice for all. Now, we could have stopped right there. We, we could have left this off. Indivisible. I have never in my life seen people so divided in my whole life. Amen. I've never seen so people so so stuck in a place and a position and, and in their own principles in my life. Never seen it. Never seen it. Nobody willing to compromise. Nobody willing to step across the aisle, as they call it. And they say we're one nation under God. Indivisible? We have never in the history of America been so divided than we are right now. Now, I want to cover this because I want want you to understand this is how I believe the forefathers intended for the United States government, the federal government, the different parties to work and to operate. 
First, I want you to understand this. I believe that when they wrote this, they were thinking about Romans chapter 13 when it says all authority came from God. I believe they was thinking about, they said, every man that's in position was placed there by God. And that he is God's servant. He's God's servant. I believe that they was thinking about Psalm 75 when he said promotion don't come from the east, nor does it come from the west, but it comes from God. He raised one up, he set another one down. I believe that when he said that, he was thinking about Proverbs 21 and 1 when he said the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and as a river water, he turn it whithersoever he wills. I believe that when they thought about one nation under God, I see one big umbrella with everybody under the same umbrella. Nobody outside of it. But this is what I believe. I believe that when the two parties came together and they could not come to a conclusion, they had to do what? Go to one God. I believe rather than getting, the, getting some of the Democrats and some of the Republicans in a meeting to discuss it, they should have had the Democrats and the Republicans in a prayer meeting to pray about it. Because this is what is going on. We got the Democrats over here that's actually trying to appeal to their base. The Republicans are trying to satisfy their base. The president in the middle trying to do his own thing to his base. When the truth of the matter, all three of them were sent to please that one God. They were sent to please that one God. Amen. Now, let me put it to you in your terms. What if you and your wife, just say Marvin, you and Georgia, you, you, you Democrat, yeah, she look like she could be Republican. We're going to say she, <laughs> she Republican. So, so and, 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 and Martavia is, is, is your base, and Jazz is her base. Now, I mean, whoever heard of you trying to do something to appease your children who don't have sense enough to know what they need? They don't have sense enough to know what they need. You're actually sent to do bidding for them because they don't understand the makings and the workings of what's going on. So you sent to bid to do the bidding for them. That's how this is supposed to work. They listening to the folk that sent them. Come on, bro. If I'm going to listen to you, why didn't you go? And the truth is, all right, we had a supervisor at work. They were going to let them work that weekend. And, and uh, they could come in early. And this is what he said. He said, now, he said, now, if everybody agree on the time, y'all come in early. Guess what happened? Two folks said, I don't want to come in at, at, at 11 o'clock. That did it in. Let somebody, please somebody tell me where you're going to get everybody to agree. Why, why can we go to get everybody to agree? Well, I, I can see a few things. 
I go to I can go to work and say everybody want to raise you. Everybody want to be all fried. I can see some places where we can agree, but the truth of the matter is, we 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 can't we can we will not agree. We're not going to see life the same. So when we are one nation under God, when we come when we become divided, it's the responsibility of the people to go to the one God and get it resolved. To get it resolved. You can't resolve. You, you, they are not going to resolve it on their own. Not without God. And I'm going to tell you something. I seen God working and moving in the midst of some of this stuff. I seen him moving. I seen when they were, when they were trying to uh, uh, install a Supreme Court justice. I seen God move because God was, he, he was touching some of those men not to vote. Now, he still got in. But God was working with the conscience of some of those men to make them think. To make them step back. And that's how it's supposed to work. Okay. Now I want you to see this right here. Colossians chapter 1 verse 17 and 18. It said now, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church. Who are we talking about? Jesus is what? The head of the body. He's the head of the church. Right? Now... Everybody know how a body's supposed to work. Now I, I see these two. I see these two operating the same. I see both of them. I see one nation under God and the head of the body of the church. It's the same thing. Same same words. Because the head actually controls the body, right? right? The head controls the body. So let me ask you this question: What would you look like if none of your body? Obeyed your head. <laughs> Let me tell you what would happen to most of us. Let me tell you what happens when, when part of the body is not responding to the head. On January 21st, I had a stroke. That's what happened. Because what was happening was my part of my brain was not sending the information to the rest of my body. And that part of the body just started doing what it wanted to do. My hand started to close without me closing it. My speech was gone. Because my brain was not responding. I mean, my body was not getting the necessary information or blood, we say, from the brain. And it caused you to stroke. So... Here's the same way with the body of Christ. Now, here, here we are. We, we and, and go back to Matthew chapter 7. We say Jesus is what? Lord. And he said, why call me Lord and, and don't do what I say? He said, now, how are you going to be a part of my body and not respond to my voice? Not receive signals from me. Can you imagine walking down the road and I hate I can't do it? And both of my legs decide to go different ways, and I just, just do a split. <laughs> if I did it, I would split and wouldn't be able to get up. But, what, I mean, think about, think about how that would look. Think about what that would be like if you got up and you sent a signal, you know, I mean, think about it. When I was, when I was in that room and I, was, and I was trying to talk to my wife and all I could say was, uh, uh, 
I'm trying to get it out, but it won't come. That's what Jesus is experiencing. That's what he's experiencing with us. We say he's Lord. We call him God. We say he, we, we, we got all these ones working together, and we got all these ones we say we believe in and we agree with, but the truth of the matter is the body is stroking out. The body is split. The body is not cooperating. It's not functioning the way God created and intended for it to function. Now, two statements that say the same thing, and yet in the nation and the church, there's probably more division than ever before. I said a nation and the church. Baptists don't want to fool with Pentecostals. Pentecostals don't want to fool with holiness. Church of Christ don't want to fool with nobody. Nobody but they own. I put it that way. And every denomination is getting that way. Where they only want to fool with their own. We go to an interdenominational ministerial alliance. And the truth of the matter is the only time that we are together is when we're in that room. Amen. No Baptists ever invite holiness. Pentecostal. Non-denominational. When they get ready to have something, they invite their own. That's seg segregated in the church. That's segregated in the body. That's God's, Jesus' body not working together. It's just the same way we look at Washington and say what? Sad. When the truth of the matter is, you look at the church and say what? Sad. Sad. The biggest fight that we have is which one is going to be the greatest. Yep. One church go build a church, go build a go build a gym on their church. Everybody else got to have a gym on the church. Amen. As if the city open like ain't got enough gyms. But see what we want to do is we want to segregate ourselves from the world. We want to separate from the world. We don't we don't want none of that unholy sweat to get mixed up with the holy sweat. Anyway, why? Because both have become statements that we say instead of facts that we live by. Amen. We say we one nation under God, indivisible. We put our hands over our hearts and tell an outright lie. We stand up and we say Jesus is the head of the church. He's Lord. He's over the body. And we stand up and we tell an outright lie. We say it. It sounds good. But we really don't believe it and live by it. It's a statement that we say, but not one that we live by. Okay, how should our systems work and the church work when there are issues that we can't seem to solve? How should it work? How should it work? I can't get along with Brother Lewis over there. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We don't see eye to eye. We don't see it the same. How do we fix it? How do we resolve it? How do we work it out? Let me show you this right here. A first grader went to her first day to a newly integrated school at the height of, at this, of the segregation storm. An anxious mother met her at the door to inquire, how did everything go, honey? Oh, mother, you know what? A little black girl sat next to me. In fear and trepidation, the mother expected trauma, but tried to ask calmly, and what happened? 
The little girl said, we were both so scared that we held hands all day. Mama was thinking she was terrified. She was scared to death. She ran out of class. She was traumatized. She's going to be messed up the rest of her life. But guess what? The two little girls were so scared, they just grabbed hands and held on. This is what we need to learn. It seems that young children have the wonderful ability to see past how we are different and allow the ways that we are the same to draw us together so that we can help one another. In other words, this is what they saw. When they got there, they realized they were both scared. They didn't see, well, they didn't see their differences. They realized that we are both afraid. So let's hold hands and help each other through this. Let's hold hands and help each other through this. What do grown folk do? Anyway, let's do like the little children do. Let me show you how we can all, how, how we can, how we can, See, we are the same, and where we can agree to help each other. Okay, y'all ready for this? I know y'all tired of this one. I know you're tired of this one, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Here we go. As it is written. Now, look how many nuns up there. And I ain't talking about N-U-Ns, I'm talking about N-O-Ns. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. There's none that understandeth. There's none that seek after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher or grave. That's what Rico was saying. He said a Christian's down there. That ought to be talking about Jesus and ought to be talking faith and hope. They down there complaining and griping and, and discouraged and talking crazy. He said, with their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asp, in other words, snake venom is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet, feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. Look at the last statement. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now let me tell you something. I, you, I want you to notice the words none, all, they, their, them. I want you to notice that, that he's not leaving. There you go. So let's hold hands. Let's hold hands. Let's stop looking at each other and thinking I'm better than you. Let's stop looking at each other and thinking that you're more messed up than I am. Because when he wrote this, he said, none, all, they, there, them, together. The holiness folk think they more holy than we are. When the truth of the matter is, there's none that doeth good. There's none that seek after God. There's none righteous. No, not one. The poison of ass, snake poison, is under their lips. 
Their mouth is an open grave. Destruction and misery are in their way. The way of peace, they don't know nothing about it. Listen to me, y'all. That's all uh, grab hands. Hold hands. Because he didn't leave nobody out. If you think, if you think he left you out, I think we could cover liar somewhere on the, in the scripture. I don't know where, but that'll take care of you. Everybody is included. Quit thinking that you are right. We're all messed up. Let's hold hands and figure out how we can help each other through this. So, we need to be like those two little girls. We need to see past how we are different and allow the ways that we are the same to draw us together so that we can help each other. So what do we have in common, Brother Marvin? We're messed up. We're messed up. Now, I didn't say y'all were messed up. I said we're messed up. We are, all-inclusive I, are messed up. Folk got to stop looking at preachers like they fly in on, on angel's wings and they got halos. Go look in the parking lot. I got a car out there and I live in a house over there. And guess what? Yeah. I get crazy from time to time too, more often than not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's what makes me a good preacher. Because the truth of the matter is, I'm trying to get to heaven just like you. The difference in people may be position, but he just described there's no difference. We're all the same. He didn't, I, don't, I didn't see in Romans chapter 3 where he said, now all but the preacher. I'm not talking about bishop so-and-so now. He didn't say that. He said all. So, here we go. I see your fault, and I realize that I have just as many or more than you. And we hold hands and agree that we're both messed up, and we pray for each other, and that's how we help each other. Instead of fixing your gaze on my fault, realize that we all got them. We're all messed up. And all we can do is grab hands. Hold hands. And to pray for each other so we can help each other. But that ain't how grown folk do it. That's how those children do it. Grown folk, they, they see your fault and they hold it for an eternity. Anyway, we're going to get to that. I want you to see in John chapter 1, verse 29, it said, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, Lamb of God, which do what? Take away the sin of the world. Remember that. John saw Jesus and looked at him and said, Man, behold, this is the Lamb of God. And he's coming to do what? Take away the sin of the world. And then when David was in the book of Psalms, 103, verse 12, he said, Now as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us. This God now. Remember, John 1.29, behold the Lamb of God. That do what? 
take away the sin of the world. And then David, being all those sins that he committed and, and all the stuff he done, he said, man, as far as the east is from the west. Now, they said you can ride west as long as you want to. You'll never wind up east. So they, they are a long way apart. He said, now, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us. Now, Micah, chapter 7, verse 19, he said, and he will turn again. He will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities, and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. This God now. Okay, we got three things working here. We got, behold, the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. Then we got, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And then we got Micah saying, he will cast their sins into the depths of the sea. Y'all see that? Amen. So, how is it that Jesus is willing to place my sins so far away from me, and we try to keep them so close to me? How is it that Jesus is willing to take away the sin of the world, to cast my sin in the sea of forgiveness, and as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed my transgression from me, but you can't let it go. Help me. How can that be? How is it that the God that I sin against is willing to let me go. But the man, he just can't turn to loose. Let me tell you why he's that way. He's that way because he, don't, he ain't read Romans chapter 3. He don't realize he has, he has some too. Probably more than me. Okay, so we cannot allow our sins to separate us from each other God didn't allow our sin to separate us from him. God didn't allow Romans chapter 8. Who can separate from the love of God? What can separate us from the love of God? Height, nor depth, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. He said, nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. So how is it that God don't allow me to be separated from him because of sin, but you allow me to be separated from you because of it? Probably because you have promoted yourself to be little Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, you've, you've raised yourself up. So, Romans 5, 5 says this, And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Amen. Love has been put placed in you by the Holy Spirit. Okay? Love is the drive... For forgiveness. So, now don't tell me you can't forgive because God done gave you love. Don't tell me you can't let it go. Because he given us what's necessary to do what he requires. 
God is not like most people sent us on a job with no training. Whom he calls, he equips. What he requires, he supplies. If he tells you to be perfect, he's not telling you to be it on your own. He's giving you what's necessary and needed to do what he said. If he said love one another, he's giving you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come inside of you and shed abroad that love of God in your heart. But the problem is, we think love is a feeling. A lot of folks say, I, I, just, I just can't do it. I just, I just ain't feeling it. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I get up every day and ain't feeling to go to work. As a matter of fact, I, I get up not feeling to get up. So what do I do? I override. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now, now that I'm not working. That's what I do now. Yeah. Now that I'm not working, yeah, I just say, I don't feel like getting up. I'm not getting up. But under normal circumstances, I have to do what? Override my feelings. I got to say feelings. You ain't got nothing to do with it because you'll be worrying me later on when the feelings kick down here. When there's nothing to eat. Love is not a feeling but an action that feelings will follow. You got to override the feeling. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said this. This, 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 his, this is his answer to the feelings thing. He said, love your enemies. And then he tells us how to do it. He said, bless those that curse you. In other words, speak well of those that's cursing you. Do good to those that hate you. And pray for those that despitefully use you. So he said, now, in order for you to love your enemies, he said, now, and then he, then he go over there to Romans and say, what? If your enemy's hungry, take him by the grocery store. <laughs> he said, if he's thirsty, give him something to drink. He said, in so doing, you'll heat coals of fire on his head. He, now, he didn't say do that for those you love. He said, do that for your enemies. Because Jesus knows that Love is not a feeling, it's an action. And let me tell you how I know it's an action. Because he commands it. Anything somebody commands, it can't be a feeling. Because I can't look at Mary and say, cry. She can't do it. Now, I go slap aside the head, it might help her. Yeah, probably so. But if, 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 I, if I stand here and look at Mary long enough, and I start talking about something that I know that's deep and touches emotion, me and her both will stand here and cry. But when Jesus say love, it's a command. You cannot can't command emotion, but you can command action. So when he say love, he's commanded us to what? Action. He said, do something. God so loved the world that he did something. Jesus said, I love him, and I'm going down to what? 
Die for him. Did something. So if you do something long enough, your feelings and emotions will follow the action. Both ways. Dislike somebody, start mistreating them, and, and see don't your feelings follow. After a while, you might like them from the start, but after a while, you can't stand them. Your feelings will follow your action, no matter what they are. Okay, Romans, I, I, I didn't change the scripture. That ain't Romans 5.5. 5. That is uh, uh, John chapter 13, verse number 34 and 35. It says, a new commandment I give unto you. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one, of this, one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have what? Love one another. Can I tell y'all something? Nobody is listening for how we love each other. They looking. They're watching. The old saying that actions speak louder than words is a true analogy. It's true. Actions speak louder than words. You can tell me all day, but if your actions don't line up with what you say, you are a liar. You are a liar. Jesus said the defining marks that you belong to me was not by you carrying a Bible. Not by you attending church on Sunday. Not by your hallelujahs and amens. It was by the love that you have for one another. And listen to me. You ain't got to feel it. Quit talking about what you don't feel. Man, I ate chicken probably every day this week. Did I feel like it? Mm-mm. I didn't feel like it. But guess what? When it was time to eat, I didn't mind. I overrode those feelings. I overrode the feeling in my head that was saying, you don't want no more. And I went with the feeling that was in my stomach said, you better go for it. The challenge for us all today is to think about someone in here or outside of here and pray and ask God to show us how to demonstrate his love to that person. Amen. The challenge for every one of us, and, and, and listen to me, folks, I said every one of us. I said every one of us. Let me tell you something. When I was, when I was preparing this message, God, I didn't even have to ask. I didn't, when, I, for when I got to this part, this part came from God already showing me something. He said, he said, now, he said, I challenge you to think about somebody in this place or outside of this place and ask God to show you how to demonstrate his love to that person. Not say you love them. Demonstrate it. Demonstrate it. Let me see it. Let me see what love look like. What does love look like? What, what does it look like? What does it look like? I can tell you when I see it. I bet you don't nobody have to tell RJ what it's like. He know what it is. And he can't even say it yet. They know what it is. I heard, a, I, heard a, I heard a man say this. He said, I don't know music. 
He said, I don't know music. I can't read notes, but I can tell when somebody's out of tune. Can you read music, Marvin? Me either. But let, let Sister Lewis be playing that keyboard and hit the wrong key. Our unprofessional <laughs> selves will know it, right? Let me tell you this. The world might not know what love is, but they know what it's not. They can tell when you're off tune and out of key. They can tell you. I promise you. So we got to get away from, we got to go, we got to think back to all this oneness Jesus said we're supposed to have, the word said we're supposed to have, and we got to come to a realization that we're not there. We're not there. We, we, we somewhere, we, we fooling around. We playing. We, we throwing words around. We, 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 doing like, we doing like all the rest of them. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. You ain't pledge allegiance to nothing, first off. And to the republic for which it stands. And most of them want to take God out of there. I don't know what they want to say. One nation, indivisible. With liberty and justice for all. Everybody here know all that's a lie, right? Nobody living it. Nobody seeing it. It's not in existence. Every now and then we hit it. Most time we miss it. In the same way with the church. One body. Split up into a million different pieces and parts. We got, we, got, we got eyes that's, we got somebody's, somebody's got six, seven eyes on them. Cut it out of place. We deform churches. Most, most church bodies are stroke bound. Why? Because they won't obey the head. They ain't getting no message from the head, no signal from the head. They won't listen to the head. Jesus said, how are you going to call me Lord and don't do what I say? How you gonna say boss man and then and then then when I tell you to go sit down, you keep walking? How? He said, You're lying to yourself, you're deceiving yourself. His ability to do so is in you. Amen. Obey the Spirit. His ability to do this is in you. Remember Romans 5 5 said what? The love of God is what? Shed abroad in my heart by what? The Holy Spirit, which is given unto you. You have the ability to do it. The only problem with you doing it is, is you obeying what God say. Now, I said this at the beginning. I'm going to say I'm going to finish with it at the end. I'm not appealing to your head. Because your head said, I ain't thinking about what you're talking about. I ain't planning on doing none of that. When I think about it, my head say that. Man, I ain't calling. Call, you crazy. Ain't that wrong with him? Why, why, I need, why I need to check on him? Why? My mind reason it out. My body resists because it ain't what I want to do. But my spirit says... Okay, God, that's what I need to do. And we got the ability, and we need to obey the Holy Spirit. 
See, 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 see. Look, 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 look how, look how, look how the devil working. Look how he's working already. He got everybody looking at RJ. RJ ain't preaching that no there. <laughs> it gonna come a day and a time now. It gonna come a day and a time. He gonna hear little goo goo and gaga. Y'all, y'all gonna be and then and then when when RJ stand up here preaching, y'all gonna be looking at the other little baby over there on the other corner. You want to hear RJ now? Yeah. Yeah, one, 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 RJ got the audience now. Yeah. Yeah, RJ holding their attention. Now, when RJ standing right here, everybody going to be looking for the next little baby. Ain't, ain't thinking about what that man talking about. Ooh, goo goo God, God, look at that baby over there. It's so cute. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, <laughs> keep, keep playing with RJ. Keep playing with RJ. Because as you play with RJ, we're we, we, we really playing with God. So, so just keep on playing with it. Keep playing with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Google Google on, on, on the hell, RJ. Take them. <laughs> preach them on in there. Because y'all don't know what he's saying. Is that cute, though, ain't it? This stuff I'm talking about ain't cute, is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I ain't cute. I don't got old and rusty. I ain't cute no more. Yeah. God, teach the baby to talk. Let him preach so that maybe they'll pay attention to him. Let us pray. Lord, I pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus, sir, that you would grace us and help us. Not just this place, not just this building, not just these people, but the church as a whole, the church all over the world, where we are divided, where we're separated, where we are at odds with each other, where we're in strife, where there's no peace, there's no joy, there's no unity, there's no submission to the head, which is you. We're calling you Lord, but not doing what you say. We say we're Christians, but we're not Christ-like. We say the Holy Spirit lives in us, but we're not yielding to him. We say we love the word, but we're not doing what it, we're not obeying it. So Lord, I'm appealing to you for help, asking you to help us on an individual and personal basis, not as a unit, but as an individual personal group. Speak to our hearts. Speak to us in the area where we stray, where we're estranged from others, where we're broken, where we're bruised, where we're at odds. And Lord, I'm not just talking about in this place, I'm talking about on the job. I'm talking about the government and how it's all in chaos and in confusion. I'm asking you because you are the only one in this world that can bring peace. Bring peace to our families. Bring peace to the church. Bring peace to the job. Bring peace again to this world. And Lord, how we bless you, we praise you, we worship you, we honor you, and thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was Pastor Nunn with our series, Think About It. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe and share with someone you know. And tune in next week for more sermons from Truth and Love Ministries Church.